Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Yvonne. Today's show, Domestic Abuse, the Dana Rankin Experience, Part 1 of 2, is brought to you by You Are Dynamic, LLC, the personal improvement company that believes in and cares about you. The purpose of my podcast is to help you control, alt-delete your negative relationship patterns, helping you gain new perspectives that prevent self-sabotage so you can be free from shame and guilt and stop allowing those toxic people a place in your life. Sometimes love is blind. We aren't looking for any red flags when we're in love. We often find ourselves forgiving what we call the small things. We make allowances for our man. Oh, he's had a rough day at work. He's not feeling well. Then we suffer the consequences. Are you in an abusive relationship? Can someone you love and trust the most abuse you and know what he's doing? I'm not saying that abuse only happens to women. We know for a fact that it is not gender-based, i.e. men experience abuse also. Today and tomorrow, we'll get to hear Dana Rankin's experience. Dana is the owner and founder of Above Ruby's Christian Gifts. She took her experience of living at Harmony House, which is a domestic violence shelter, and she became a thriver of domestic violence. Once a victim, but now Dana is thriving. So stay until the end to hear what happened with Dana's children and if there were any long-term effects of going through domestic violence with her and see what she's learned in her journey. Good morning, Dana. I'm so happy to have you as my guest today. Good morning, Yvonne. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Awesome. We're going to go right into the questions about domestic violence. So in your opinion, what is domestic violence? In my opinion, domestic violence is a pattern of behavior in a relationship that an abusive person uses to gain or maintain power and control over their partner. So basically that would be any kind of, it could be emotional and physical. Mm -hmm. So I know that that really is textbook, but for you, Dana, because for me, I'm like, well, I know this textbook, but for me, it was, he was, he, he was beating me. He was slapping me. He was punching me for me. I, I got my own definition. Do you have your own definition? Oh, definitely. Uh, basically my relationship was a combination. Mm-hmm. I had two major relationships in my life and I was married twice. Mm-hmm. And so both of them were abusive in just different ways, but I saw a lot of similarities And in my first marriage, it was a lot of emotional and physical abuse. Mm -hmm. And it was calling me names, uh, didn't trust me when I would go places, monitoring where I go, what I do. And so that was the emotional. And also he was cheating a lot. Mm -hmm. So there was, when I found that out, the, uh, the physical abuse came even more. So as far as 
my definition, that was what was happening. I, I went into a marriage to love someone and then the love turned into hurt and pain on from me, from them to me. Someone that I trusted the most hurt me the most. Mm -hmm. So, and it was just very damaging. And then on the, after that, I went into another relationship that was different, I thought. And then it was a whole different type of emotional and physical abuse. Right. You know, and I, I find that and you're not alone because I did the same thing. I went from one abusive marriage to another abusive marriage. For you in between the marriages, was there education? Was there personal improvement? Did you take time in between the marriages? No, I did not. I went from one to the other. Mm -hmm. And so it was just when I left the city that I was in with my first husband after that ended, then I got into another relationship within a year's time mm -hmm. with my second husband. So it, I felt like at first he was rescuing me from my husband, but then it turned into abuse from him as well. Right. And, you know, I find that we, when we don't stop and look at what's happened and, it, and I know this is hard, Dana, and we don't want to do it, but there's a part that we play in it too, even though it's not our fault. Domestic violence is never our fault, mm -hmm. ever. So I don't want to come across as saying, well, you, what did you do? Because that is definitely not at all where I'm coming from. But as far as, like me, in between, I didn't get help. I didn't even know it was domestic violence, Dana. Uh, I, I had no idea. And it was a while back, but I had no idea. All I knew was what was happening to me and I, that I was accepting it. And you mentioned something so key. And you mentioned someone who loved you. You trusted this person. You believed that they loved you. So does that mean that it could be your definition of love and theirs was something totally different? My definition of love is no matter what, we stay together and that we have each other's back and that mm -hmm. we care for each other and love each other tr and treat each other in a loving way, not in abusive words or harmful words or actions. So that was not what happened. So I, I was totally confused, especially in my first marriage. I was like, why, why are you doing this to me? I don't, you said you would love me. You stood in front of someone else and said, I promise to love, honor, and, and cherish you. And I said, this doesn't feel like that at all. And I was ridiculed for my, my standing up for myself. And I was just told that I was over dramatizing everything. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was, it was my fault. If I hadn't have acted this way or that way, then I wouldn't have acted this way. So I said, when I get angry, I don't lash out. I don't call you names. I don't hit you. I don't throw you around. I don't do those things. And that was what was happening to me. And I was totally confused. In my past, I knew my mom had an abusive relationship where she was pregnant. With, she was married twice as well. Mm -hmm. And she was married to my sister's father. And he hit her when she was pregnant mm -hmm. and she left. She went home to her mother 
and she left him and they divorced. That's the only thing I knew. I didn't know about like help. I didn't know anything. I just knew if they do something to you, leave. That's mm -hmm. all I, I knew. I didn't know about any kind of help or anything. Right. Absolutely. So the definition of love, and it's not even between the sexes. So a man's idea of love and a woman's idea of love, I don't think that should be different. It's love is love. So right. the abuser's idea of love <laughs> and the person who's in that relationship with the abuser is totally different. Mm -hmm. Would you describe domestic violence as violence or would you call it abuse? And I asked it for, there's a reason behind that question. I would say it's abuse in, in my opinion, because it can be subtle. And what I mean by that is the abuse can be not noticeable. A lot of people contribute violence with physical, right. like a black eye or a broken nose. And, but violence can, the abuse can be violent in a different way, as far as like manipulation or fear or mm -hmm. yelling for hours at a time, it could be that. So it's, it's, but I say more so it's abuse. You're abusing that person that you're with mm -hmm. and it can, can lead to a lot of violence, but I say it's abuse. And it's abuse. And if you look at the words violent, that, that connotates like the physical, uh -huh. but to uh, use the word abuse, that to me has a, it's an even more, uh, it's a, it has to me a deeper meaning because it kind of goes into your soul, Dana. And it, and it kind of, it, it tears the insides apart. And it makes you feel less than, and it, and it makes you feel depressed. And, and you don't know which way to turn. You don't know, is it me? Can I, do I have to do this? It, it, what is it? And that stays with you. The scars do too, but that, that can heal on the outside, you know? Yes. But the abuse on the inside, your soul your soul, very soul is, is damaged. Yes. Why, why don't we talk about this more? I think that there's a shame involved and I feel like a lot of women are scared to say anything mm -hmm. because they feel like nothing's going to change or they feel that they have no help. And then two, in my situation, when I spoke up and said certain things were happening because we had children, I stayed mm. and they said it was my fault. They said, well, you stayed. So that's what you get basically. And I didn't have any help when I called out to family members, especially when my father, I called out to him and he said, well, that happens. Mm. Those type of things happen. And he kind of just gave me the money to leave. At, at the end of my first marriage, but he didn't really, I, I thought he would take me in and help me, but he didn't. And then in my family, also my mother, she was not in a position to take me in at the time mm -hmm. due to some family issues. So I had nowhere to turn. So she did help me though, move out of the home 
and get situated in a whole nother state. So I had a little girl at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we moved to a whole nother state. He was at work one day and we just took a U-Haul and waited. She waited down the street and we got a U-Haul and moved everything out and in one, like about four hours. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I, I thank God for her being there for me because I don't think I would have had the strength to get out after all that abuse, I felt so beat down and so depressed and so out of sorts that I just didn't know what to do. So thankfully I got an apartment and got out of there. Yeah. Before it got worse. One who shocked me with a stun gun when I was pregnant with our daughter. Wait, and uh, it, the, 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 the feed kind of froze. Can you repeat that last part? Sure. Um, My first husband, when I was pregnant with our daughter, we Mm -hmm. only had one child together. Mm -hmm. And um, he shocked me with a stun gun when I was pregnant with her. What? As a joke. As a joke. As a joke. And I said, he had bought it supposedly to protect us. And we lived in Philadelphia. And so he said, well, I got this to protect us. So I said, okay. So he was playing around with it one day. And he said, oh, I'm going to shock you with it. And I said, no, you wouldn't do that. And he did. And it caused problems in my pregnancy. Um, and it was just so shot. And he shot. He also abused animals. So that was something else that I noticed was a warning sign mm-hmm. that he liked to abuse things and hurt things. So mm-hmm. and I had no idea when we were dating at all. There was no signs of anything abusive at all. And he's after we got married, he totally changed. It was totally different. You know, Dana, I hear that a lot. That, well, it was fine while we were dating. I didn't notice anything. And then right after we got married, then that's when the change occurred. But I wonder, even when I was married, and you know, hindsight, they say that's 2020. So I look back and I go, now that I can look back (laughs) and I go, oh, when he did that, that's what that meant. So do you think that there were no signs at all that now that you look back? Just that in his previous relationships, he blamed everything on her. That is the reason why they weren't together. And I found out later on he was abusive then as well to the other people mm-hmm. so I saw that and I saw that he wasn't very he had a child previously mm-hmm. and he was not really emotionally bonded to that child at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. and so I see that as a warning and my mother warned me about that saying that if he's not if he's not good to his son how is he going to be a good husband to you and he was very verbally abusive to his mother mm-hmm. but I didn't pay attention to that I thought it was just they didn't get along, but he was very verbally abusive to her. So those are things that I should have took and taken as warning signs. But you you didn't know that then, but you know now. So you might tell a young lady now when you're speaking with her, hey, these are some things that you should look out for while you're dating him. And these are definitely red flags that will be harbingers <laughs> to say, hey, this is not the person for you. If you were to speak to a young lady today, what are some key points you would say to her if she was even your own daughter? 
what would you say to her to, because I'm so big on prevention, Dana, what would you say to your own daughter or have you said? For I have two daughters mm -hmm. and both of them were witnesses of the abuse okay, and the violence in the home. And I have, I had given them like a list of red flags. And I said, basically, if they insult you in any kind of way and say, oh, I was just joking. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to that. If they don't trust you or they're overly jealous, I said that. Also, if they try to isolate you from your family, that's a red flag. If they control your money or try to control your where you work or who mm -hmm. you work around, that's another sign. Or if you work, <laughs> if you try work. to control that too, right? Yes, that's true. I will share a situation. I was with my second marriage. I was going for a new position. And so he actually turned the alarm off. He did not want me to work there. So I didn't know that the alarm was off. So I missed the interview. Uh -oh. And then I tried to reschedule. And he said, no, I want you to stay home with me. I'll take care of you. You don't need to work that far. And so I said, well, why did you, why he lied to me at first and saying that he never turned it off. Mm -hmm. And I said, this clock worked every other day. Why is it not working today? And he said, oh, I don't know. And then when I kept saying something, I said, it's gotta be something wrong. The electricity didn't go out. You turned it off. And he said, well, I did because I don't want you to work. That's how much I love you. I want to just be with you all the time and we'll make it without you having that job. So it was just like everything I tried to do to better myself, he saw it as a threat that I would get so self-sufficient that I would leave. So those are some of the things you would tell your daughters as red flags. Yes. And then in their relationships, now how old are they now? My oldest daughter is 27 okay. and my youngest daughter is 22. And it's so sad though, Dana, we can't tell them what to do because they are adults. <laughs> and even if we do see that train rolling down the track with them, we can't stop the train. We can give them options. Like I didn't listen to my mom when she told me, don't marry him. I didn't listen. I went ahead and did it anyway. So I know as parents, and it hurts, as parents, we can't stop the train. How do you, and I'm not sure if your daughters are in abusive relationships, but how would you, if you knew they were, what, what would that conversation sound like? I would say that there's some things that I see that are concerning me mm -hmm. about your relationship. And I would tell them that there are similarities between this relationship and my relationship with your father. And I would just want to share my concerns with you. And I would say, I see whatever that action or behavior was that I saw. And I would say, just be careful because I can't tell you not to be in a relationship with someone because that's your choice. But I would tell you to just always watch and it's, if you see any of these behaviors yourself, come to me and talk to me and we'll get you help mm -hmm. because I never want you to feel like you're not being heard. 
And that's what I would say. I have a very close relationship with my daughters. Mm -hmm. And so I we have op really a lot of communication about the relationships that they're in. And my youngest daughter is in a relationship with someone and she's very alert as to what to look for. And she so communicates with me a lot about it so that I can help her. And I really appreciate the fact that we went through this together as unfortunate as it was, it made her a strong person mm -hmm. to recognize something that other women may not at her age range. That is so great. That is so great. Because most times we follow what we're accustomed to. We kind of kind of go straight to it, not even aware that that's what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we end up in these abusive relationships, romantic relationships. And that's what I really want to focus on because there's other abusive relationships. You can have friendships that are abusive or your employer can be abusive. But for the purpose of this, we're, we're talking about the romantic part of the relationship. Is there something that for you uh, a, that is long lasting, like an internal scar that you still live with? Yes the abuse that happened to my children mm -hmm. the tears that they they shed over not being able to talk to me and all the hours of yelling and uh, I have three children with my second husband and he was extremely extremely emotionally abusive he would have mood swings all the time we would physically fight and one of the memories that stays with them the most is when he swung at my head mm. at our apartment and I ducked. And so they thought that he would kill me. Um, there was a lot of situations where um, he would just yell at them or he would threaten me secretly that he would take our sons and put them in like a school so they would go away. And also he would just threaten to call the police on me and say I was doing something to them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when the police were involved a lot in our relationship, they would believe what he said. He was so charming and so sweet when the police came that it was totally, he was, as soon as they left, it was totally different. And it was just horrible to me because I was sitting there like, where, where can I, what can I do? And those are the scars that my children still talk about to this day. And as I said, my oldest is 27 mm -hmm. and she still talks about what happened every so often because it's a, it's a scar. It's, it's just under the surface. You can't see it. You can't see it. And with that, mm -hmm. we're going to take a, a break and then we'll come back next week, listeners, for our second part episode two with Dana. So stay tuned. Thanks again for being a regular listener to the weekly Wednesday episodes of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship podcast. For this series on domestic abuse, I thought I should do a disclaimer. The content used in this podcast is for general information only and is not tailored for any particular circumstance. I make every effort to ensure that the information discussed is free from error and accurate. 
all opinions discussed are not necessarily the opinion of the host of this podcast. To the extent permitted by law, the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship podcast does not accept responsibility or liability for any loss or damage arising from the reliance on information aired on this podcast. With that said, I hope you really did enjoy Dana's experience and that you did glean golden nuggets that you'll make sure to take with you and share. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about Dana's experience, how she helps her daughter from getting into abusive relationships, how she intervened for her son, and how damaging her experience really was. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast so we can get the word out and you're notified when a new episode is posted. Your comments are very important to me, so please reach out to YvonneTheAuthor at gmail.com, which I'll post in the show notes. And until we meet again, I want you to remember that you are dynamic. Why? Because despite everything you've been through, you're still here.